Welcome back to The Outward Effect, a podcast in which unique perspectives challenge us to be better versions of ourselves. We're two ambitious women who like to talk about how we like to stretch our creativity and work on self-growth to become better people. I'm Shelly. And I'm Tempsey. And today we have another special guest. Welcome to the podcast, Emily Jaime, owner and founder of Yuri. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you. For those of you out there who know of Emily and Yure, or those who don't, Yure is ethically made women's resort wear with a mission to inspire and encourage women. Not only is Yure founded on ethical manufacturing principles, but they also practice sustainability by using eco-friendly printing methods with natural dyes and repurposing their waste. Yuri is a growing community of over 30,000 women who don't want to sacrifice their values for their sense of style. Such a wonderful thing that you're doing in the world right now. Thank you so much for joining yes. us today. That's amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. And I just am honored for this opportunity. And you two are so inspiring. So I'm just truly honored. Thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. We are we are just as honored, by the way, to have you on. <laughs> yes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> these, these conversations are so important and so awesome. And I just always think, you know, women, as women, you know, entrepreneurs have so much to offer one another and just conversations like this open up just great ways to motivate and inspire each other. We agree 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? I know I kind of summarized it a little bit, but why don't you go into it a little bit deeper if you want to and give our listeners a little bit more insight? Yeah. So um, Yere is ethically made women's resort wear, and we I have really focused on creating a business model that is sustainable and has values that I can like that kind of like coincides with my own values. I've always been a supporter of slow fashion and wanting to really create with purpose and intention rather than just creating things to create. So everything that I make, I really want to make sure it's versatile, that many different women can wear it and that our manufacturing principles are something that, you know, when customers make a purchase, they trust us to know that everything was made responsibly but I guess above all, my mission has always been to inspire and encourage women. And I just really want to create a platform and a way to connect one-on-one -on -one with women and make them feel valued, seen, and heard, and create products that evoke joy and you know, bring out a natural beauty of a woman. Oh my gosh, I think that's so amazing. And I do definitely think, and I can see it, that that is something that is coming about because of your brand and all of the amazing things that you do. So that is so awesome. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's so, been a journey. <laughs> yeah. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about that journey? What inspired you to start a business? How did you get into it? What drew you to starting Yure? Yeah, it's, you know, I've always been super creative, like all throughout like I remember when I was in elementary school, I would like create things and like go door to door selling them like to my neighbors. Oh, and, uh, yeah, totally different times back then. It's funny thinking about that. But then, you know, in high school, I was the one creating jewelry and selling it to like my friends. And so then I just always had this like desire to 
create things that I loved and that I really enjoyed and like wanted to share them with others. So after school, I had the opportunity to travel to Bali and then I actually traveled around the world and I just became, I just fell so in love with other cultures and, and meeting artisans and seeing you know, products created like right before my eyes, like getting to meet artisans, watching them create something and seeing the behind the scenes method of how like this type of industry works. And I just was enamored by it. It just like really caught my attention. And I want, it was something I wanted to be a part of, especially seeing, you know, the dark side of the industry, I guess, and how people, you know, they show up and they work like in some places, just endless hours and, you know, barely getting paid. And I just, that broke my heart and I really wanted to kind of, so I had this like desire to create something, but I didn't want to be a part of an industry that did that. So I had this idea that I wanted to work, you know, one-on-one with manufacturers or artisans that, you know, I believed in and that I wanted to port. And I had an opportunity to move to Indonesia when I was 21 on a scholarship to study abroad. And I just really, I like took every ounce of that opportunity and just like, you know, I just lived it to its fullest. I like went out and I found, um, you know, people I wanted to work with and I started developing products and that's really how it started. I was 21 and I didn't know what I was doing. I just had a passion to want to, you know, create something and share it in a responsible way. That's so so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And what an awesome way to like learn about that, like seeing it firsthand, kind of behind the scenes. I feel like that was maybe one of the best ways to go about it, you know? Yeah, it's interesting because businesses can be started in so many different ways. And there's not just one way to do it. And um, yeah, I definitely didn't go to school for it. It was just something that I started pursuing. And then I watched opportunities kind of open up in front of me as I started pursuing it. That's cool. It's funny because when you mentioned behind the scenes, I remember you posted a little bit of the behind the scenes around how your fabrics are made. And I don't know why, I just really love the behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. sharing of the behind the scenes of business. Same here. Really? Yeah, Yeah. I think it's so interesting, like, because it's the stuff that we never really see, you know, like, really, I mean, that's why it's called behind the scenes. So it's like, and I feel like uh, we're just generally people who like to learn about stuff. And so seeing that, you know, that's kind of oftentimes behind closed doors, we wouldn't necessarily be exposed to it very often, you know, not having work in like certain industries and whatnot. Um, And so I think, you know, from someone who is very curious and likes to learn, like, I always get really like, ooh, what are they doing? Like, I'd like to see this stuff. It's so interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, it really is fun. It's funny because before I, I think that's what like, you know, I I saw the behind the scenes, like when I was behind the scenes, like at first, Mm -hmm. like when I was meeting them, I was like, whoa, this is so cool. So I had that same fascination because it's so easy to just, you know, go into your closet and put your clothes on and never think about the hands that created it and never think Mm -hmm. about the process and never think about how long it took to come up with that design. And it's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. And it is fascinating once you realize all the steps and that it takes to get to you and into your closet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. So Emily, what was the first step you took? Like the very first step you took in starting your business? The very first 
step I took to start my business was I started, you know, I actually started making and selling jewelry. So it wasn't a clothing brand at first. I sold jewelry and I actually sold sunrise shells. And I didn't know that this was like sunrise shells um, necklaces, like when that was really popular. And I didn't think that was going to be my forever thing, but I used it as like a gateway to be able to make some capital and to then start my, you know, creating the actual products I wanted to create when I moved to Indonesia. So I guess that was like my first little way to like raise some funds to then support the product creation. Um, and then I guess leading to that, the biggest first step was actually, you know, living in Bali and spending time in Bali. That was, you know, the biggest part of being able to create um, my business and starting. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So when you first started with making jewelry, did you already call it year A or is that something that came up afterwards when you started to create other products? I did call it year A back then too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> it was just cool. Yeah. It always the evolution. I know it's really interesting. <laughs> it's just always been, you know, um, a word I've, I love. Um, it means will provide in Hebrew. And I've just always, you know, wanted to whenever I'm creating something or if I'm putting something into the world, I just always want to think about other people and, you know, the effects that it has on other people. And I don't know, I just want to be able to sew into a deeper meaning of looking out for others and not just creating for like my own gains or profits or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, I appreciate your thoughtfulness around that. And, you know, one thing that I will say that, you know, I, I admire a lot that you were just talking about as well is that sometimes, you know, we do have to start doing something to like, like you mentioned, kind of build the reserves to then go off and do the next thing, you know, like th that, I think that really talks about like the steps that you're taking to prepare to what you're going to do later. And um, I think sometimes we all need that reminder that, you know, we start off somewhere and it can totally evolve into something else. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, totally. And you know, it, it, it can be an imperfect journey. I started you know, the jewelry part, I started when I was like 18. And then I actually launched my brand when I was 20. So you can imagine I didn't know anything <laughs> like I was bootstrapping it. And so it doesn't have to everyone's journey can look differently. And it doesn't have to just be one cookie cutter method. Yeah, absolutely. And so kind of building upon that, you know, we're talking about things evolving, were there any external or internal barriers that held you back at any point? And how did you overcome them? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of limiting beliefs and through time, I can see like have, you know, held me back in certain areas of thinking like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't do that. Or, you know, that's too much or that's too big to expand. Or I don't know if I have like the abilities to like sell that much product or, you know, just like things like that. I feel like a lot of limiting beliefs have held me back in certain ways. And I've really had to come back to you know, my core beliefs or thought processes, or just like my dreams and visions and mm -hmm. order to overcome that. And, you know, kind of like the things like I preach a lot of, you know, empowerment and encouragement towards other women and being able to believe in themselves. But sometimes I have to also like remind myself of those things as well. And be <laughs> like, you are also worthy of this, and you can also do this. And, um, so that has definitely been something I think that a lot of people don't talk about on the entrepreneurial journey is, you know, mind, a lot of mindset work and, you know, gratitude and remembering to come back to like your 
your internal belief system and to make sure that you're not like limiting yourself in any way. (laughs) I'm so glad that you said that because, you know, I feel like over time, different experiences in your life kind of adjust the way that you posture yourself in life. And so rediscovering your values, like, was that a rediscovery process or do you feel like, you know, you just had to think about it a little bit? Definitely. There's been rediscovery processes and, um, you know, sometimes it's thinking about it and then being like, oh yeah, it's fine. But then, you know, some seasons it's a lot bigger of like rediscovering and going back to the center and the core. Yeah, definitely rediscovering in some seasons. I think a lot of our listeners will relate to that. And especially because you have been successful with your business and somebody who is out there thinking about starting a business and has limiting beliefs, you know, it can be really tough to like, just put their foot out there and do it. Right. So um, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard, I'm, I'm not going to get the metaphor right exactly, but I've heard a lot of times that just starting and putting something out there is way better than obsessing over something that has to be perfect and then never getting it seen. So, Mm -hmm. you know, throwing things out there and sometimes, you know, fixed it along the way or improved upon it along the way as things went. And I know that that's not always everybody's method, but I do believe that it's better to start somewhere and get something out there. And it doesn't always just have to be like the perfect A plus work in everything that you do. And it's okay to start. <laughs> progress yeah, over I, yeah. perfection, mm-hmm. right? Progress over totally. perfection. Totally. <laughs> I, I yes. 100% agree with that because, you know, sometimes when we have those limiting beliefs and we think that everything has to be like perfect to the T, that just you know, that we never start, right? We're waiting for the perfect whatever it is that we have in our minds and we never get to doing the thing that we really wanted to do. And that thing could have been really amazing, right? It really could have taught us something or brought us whatever it is, right? Whatever we might've been looking for. And I think everybody, I don't want to give like direct recommendations, but I do think that like, you know, the only way that we can learn sometimes is by trying and, you know, by, by experimenting and trying different things out is how we then evolve, like how you started with jewelry. And then, you know, now you're making clothing, you know, it's a, it's a process and you have to figure out what, what, what are drawing others to you as well during that process. So I totally agree with starting, starting is very important. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It's, Yeah, it's refreshing to hear other awesome women that agree and have similar mindsets. (laughs) Absolutely. So is there anything that's going really well in your business that you'd like to share? Yeah, so I feel like right now I have such an amazing team. It's a small team, but it's a mighty team. And we have, you know, really, we're starting to dial in our systems and we're all on the same page. And I can just really trust these women that are on my team. And I just... I'm super thankful for that as, you know, I became a mother of two in the past, you know, two and a half years. And so um, it's been a whirlwind for me. So to have like a support system of, I have a brand manager, Erica, and a graphic designer, Carrie, who both do a lot for me has been super awesome. And then just starting to delegate more things to like other subcontractors and asking for help has been really huge for me in this season. And um, I've been really thankful for that. It's so funny that you say that because 
I've been hearing so much about delegation and asking for help. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Maybe it's like the creepy <laughs> internet thing where <laughs> it like catches on to what you're thinking about. I don't know. <laughs> and it just yeah. is like showing up for me all over the place. And I'm hearing of businesses hiring. Shelly, what are they called? Um, virtual assistants. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Virtual assistants yeah. and just really delegating so that they're hyper-focused on the most high value work, the, the, the value add work. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a question about that. So how did you know that you're ready to bring on other members of your team? Yeah, that's so funny because I ask this question to other people all of the time <laughs> because I feel like there's like no answer. Like I, I always wonder this as because, you know, whenever I'm thinking like, is it time to bring someone else on? Like, how do I know? How do I know? But I think it's like when I could no longer do it by myself, <laughs> like I knew that I was being stretched too thin. I knew I wasn't giving my all to, you know, the different areas or like my best work to different areas and things were falling through the cracks and not getting done in a timely manner that, you know, I wanted to. And I just knew that like, if I, you know, added somebody to help me, then I would have the ability, like you said, to focus on like the higher value things and to like actually cast vision over my brand and like the direction that I wanted to go in to make sure that, you know, I could really handle like the manufacturing side myself and like the design process and the prints, which I'm like the best at in my business, gate the other things to other people. And once I did it, it was very apparent that it was like, wow, how did I do this? Like even beforehand and like <laughs> we were able to like, yeah, just expand more. And I think it is, it's just like taking the leap to do it and then figuring out as you're going to like, okay, this has to, I have to make this work now. And it really does end up working out. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think as someone like for myself, I mean, the reason why I asked that question is I'm thinking of like for myself, like as I'm trying to build on things that I'm working on, you know, I'm trying to like prepare myself in advance, I guess, for, for yeah. a time where I will encounter that situation. Yeah, yeah, it is such an, a unique thing for every single person. And I still am always curious when other um, when I, you know, have a lot of entrepreneur friends, and I ask them a lot, just because I also want input and guidance. And mm -hmm. um, it is so different for everybody. But the one thing that I hear consistently is when you can no longer, you know, you're stre stretching yourself too thin, then mm -hmm you know, and you also want to be able to live life. Like life is not just all about working and you don't want to be working 60 hours, you know, 70 hours or whatever a week. You want to be able to do the things you enjoy and for your, you to, you know, stay motivated and inspired by your work. And that's not going to happen if you're, you know, getting burnt out. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard from, I heard on another podcast that this woman was recommending that you hire before you have the need. And so mm. do you feel like, you know, you've gotten a lot of feedback from other business owners to notice when you're stretched too thin, but do you feel like now that you've hired people, you could kind of anticipate when you might need somebody again? Totally. Yeah. I think now that I have to like the first person, like hi when I hired Erica a few years ago, it was definitely like a big jump for me. And like, you know, that was really scary. And then once I started, then I brought carry on and then I've worked with like a lot of people just like subcontracting. Um, it is definitely like 
easier to expand or to give those people even more like work once you're already mm -hmm. doing it. And I think that now, like we're, we just started like an affiliate program and I didn't necessarily need to like add that or hire somebody to help me with that. But I knew that it was something that I wanted and that I wasn't going to be able to run it by myself. So I mm -hmm. automatically like added that on. So I do believe in that as well, but I think you have to have a strong vision of what you want because you can't just once you hire people like you're managing them and then you they are going to look to you for direction so you can't yes. just you know hire and then be like okay i'll figure this out like you need to have like a pretty strong direction and vision and then if you have that i'm pretty sure that you'll be successful very interesting i love that answer that's such a great way of looking at it i have another question for you really quick around you had mentioned earlier the items that you are really good at in your business, like the fabric uh, patterns, are those also things that you tend to enjoy doing more than the other things? Yes, I, you know, I like, I like so many different areas of the business. So it has been like really hard for me to like give certain things up, the design and the print and um, that is definitely what I enjoy doing. And, you know, the creation part of stuff but the like keeping track of the manufacturing and on top of, you know, production and stuff is not what I really enjoy <laughs> doing, but I still feel like I am the one that has to be in control of that and for now, but definitely the design part I do, but I still, I actually like geek out over like analytics and like the back end of the business stuff too. So that has been harder to like relinquish some responsibility for, because I actually still really love doing that as well. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. You're like both sides of the coin. I know. Yeah. To an extent. I mean, I'm the type of person that I, <laughs> I can't do each one all day, every day. I need to have some right. variety. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, on the flip side, what challenges do you seem to be facing right now in your business? Oh, man, there has been a lot of challenges recently, as I'm sure many businesses are facing in the pandemic for the last two years. 2020 wasn't as hard. 2021 has proved to be extremely challenging for manufacturing. Just I'm sure you've heard of like, you know, worldwide shortages, the backup of the factories and shipping and all of that has been a huge trickle down effect from the pandemic. And so um, one of our factories actually closed completely and I had been working with them for six years and they gave me like a few weeks notice and I had open orders with them. And so it was really hard to like switch everything from there over to um, another factory I was working with and then finding all new printers and suppliers to like print our fabric in the middle of like already having orders to fulfill. So that was really challenging. We're only just like kind of getting out of that and like shipping wow. has been a whole nother thing, but yeah, it's been an interesting year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we just saw some information um, a week or so ago that USPS is going to start increasing some of their rates as well. It's so crazy. Yeah, I think and inc increasing rates and then I think it's going to be slower moving. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. man, double whammy over there. 
I know it is. It is. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely been challenging, but, you know, it's been a lot of pivoting and be, getting really creative and coming up with, you know, other things that I've wanted to do before and I haven't had the opportunity to do yet. And so it, we definitely were able to like get through it, but it was, it was very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it must've been nice to have a team with you to kind of go through it and have some support there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I have a very supportive husband. So that was helpful, too. Oh, that's great. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we talked about some of the challenges that you're facing and so happy to hear that you're coming out the other end now. Um, What are things that keep you motivated to keep pushing forward? Yeah, you know, I think becoming a mother has like increased my motivation and just like my drive by like tenfold. It really put all of my priorities into perspective and really wanting and like got me hyper focused on why I want to do what I'm doing. And I think to like stay daily motivated, it's making sure that I take time to like also do things that I love and that are meaningful to me and to remind myself of like my core values. Motivation is is definitely hard when, you know, when all the responsibility lands on you to stay and to motivate other people. It it can definitely be hard to stay motivated yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Are there ever times that you feel like burnt out? And if so, what do you do to kind of turn things around for yourself? Yeah, I do feel burnt out actually often. And I whenever I'm starting to feel like an intense burnout, or even just like the signs of it beforehand, I really have to take time off and just be able like get to relax. Like sometimes I'm just like always going that I need to have like breaks of like a few days or sometimes, you know, a week or so where I just get to be me for a little bit and, you know, refocus and regroup and working out is something that if I do that consistently throughout the week, it really keeps away a lot of like my anxiety and burnout. So I think it is important to find like a routine or something that you can do daily or a few times a week to kind of keep burnout at bay. But if you do feel the signs of it, I think it's like your body's way of telling you that something you know, it needs some time, it needs something. And I think it's important to listen to that. Yeah, that's so great. It's like self-awareness and yeah, listening to your body. I think that's super important. It's definitely something that I am trying to do a better job at myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do so much. There's always, um, you always have so many different things going on. It's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. So do you have any business metrics that you track? I mean, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I, I, we think all answers are good here. Tell us a little bit about what you look at and how it may Im- impact your operations. Yeah, I definitely do track metrics. I guess maybe I'm not as like, I definitely have them all and I don't look at them all of the time, but I do have some key ones that I like to focus on. I think one of the ones that I learned in the past few years that is really important is first time versus returning customer rate and just like Mm. seeing, like keeping an eye on how that goes because returning customers are so great. Like, and I guess as speaking on Shopify, this is a shop, I'm an e-commerce based business. And so Shopify offers us all kinds of metrics and analytics. And that's one of the reports you can pull. And what's great about it is if 
you know, return customers are wonderful and it shows that you have a loyal following that um, love your products and trust you to purchase over and over again. But it's also great to have a lot of first time customers and to make sure mm-hmm. that your first time customers are increasing because that shows that your business is scaling and growing yeah. rather than yeah. just staying the same. And so that's something I like to keep a close eye on. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You got and two then I think customers right here. Oh, <laughs> you guys are the best. <laughs> so sweet. Don't tell my husband though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I won't. Your secret's safe with me. <laughs> He's gonna hear this. He's gonna hear this episode. Though. Oh, no. <laughs> he knows. I'm totally. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think it's really important to set goals and to have like you know, monthly goals or revenue goals in general to try and hit because I realize if you don't necessarily have something to aim towards, you might not hit, you know, hit that it'll just like be flowing around throughout the month mm-hmm. or years. But if you have like tangible goals, it becomes a lot easier to work towards that. And you usually like are able to hit them, I, I think. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit more about that. Like, what are your overall goals for the business? Yes, my main goal is definitely like, our mission to inspire and encourage women and to be a light in the fashion industry and to just kind of do things differently. Like I feel like the fashion industry has been so negative at times towards women, like causing a lot of anxiety or, you know, body issues and just making women feel like they have to purchase certain things in order to be quote unquote, like cool, or, you know, beautiful, or to feel a certain like they fit in. And I just don't want to play into that narrative. And I want women to feel like they are already beautiful and already amazing and buy clothes for themselves. And that, um, you know, that they look at and they're like, Oh, I feel so joyful when I wear this, or this makes me feel like who I was made to be like, you know, you put it on in the morning, and you just feel like you're going to have a great day. And um, instead of like kind of those opposite negative, I don't know, feelings. So I think that that's like my main goal with my business and my brand and the things that come alongside it, you know, are are lots of bonuses. (laughs) And do you set other goals for your business, like uh, milestone goals, anything like that? Oh, definitely. Yeah, we set, um, I definitely like on the business, I guess. Yeah. So I have like a vision and you know, goals for like creating community and fostering, you know, kindness and, you know, compassion and being able to give, but also like as a business, we definitely have business goals and business metrics and revenue goals and, you know, wanting to increase, you know, grow year after year, kind of like how I was mentioning, um, we do set like a a yearly goal and then a monthly goal um, revenue wise. And then also we break down our weeks and stuff by promotions and we do a lot of planning to make sure that we can hit those goals. Cool. That sounds great. Yeah. Is is that something you've always done or is that something that you've, you know, setting goals? Is that something that you've kind of always done since you started your business or is that something that's kind of grown over time? Definitely grown over time. Definitely just in the past, actually, like maybe three years, <laughs> maybe even two years. But um, yeah, I don't know why I didn't do it before. But I think, like I said, when I became a mother, it just really made things solidify. Like, I don't know, just solidified what my passions were and my drive for, you know, creating a sustainable business and being able to offer like jobs for other people as well in the future. and. So yeah, I think that 
elevated in the past few years is when I've really elevated. That's great. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Is there anything exciting coming up for your business that you'd like to share with our audience? Yes, we have so many exciting things for the holidays, lots and lots of like new releases, promotions. But the one thing that I am most excited about is in November, we are actually going to release our first children's line, which I'm super excited for. (laughs) Yeah, so I haven't really announced it much yet, but it's going to be like matching dresses and I even have like a a boys aloha shirt you know to match with their moms and their year a so I'm really excited for that (laughs) oh my gosh I'm so excited and perfect for holiday gifts I have two friends who just had babies or one friend that had a baby and one that's about to so oh that's so exciting yeah, and like I'm excited to see all the holiday photos, family photos, and their matching yure. I think it's mm-hmm. gonna be so cute. <laughs> I'm gonna have to make my husband wear a yure dress for Christmas. Or something. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so that my son can wear your Aloha shirt and I can wear mine. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be epic. That's awesome. I'm sure he'd be thrilled. You know what? His yeah, he... type is perfect because he's really tall. <laughs> so... Oh my god. <laughs> That would be hilarious. (laughs) I'm not sure I can make that happen, but man, it would be great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm sure he's listening to this and like, oh man, what am I getting myself into? (laughs) (laughs) He just left. I heard the garage opens. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm not going to be a part of this. (laughs) So funny. All right. Well, we are going to move into Tempsey's favorite part of every episode, which is the rapid fire questions. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have you ever tried a subscription service either for like meals, snacks, pets, beauty, fashion, like any of those? And if so, which one? Surprisingly, no, because I know there's like a million out there. So when I saw this question, I was like, I can't believe I've never tried one of these. But if I did have to pick one, I would love a food subscription service so that I didn't have to think about dinners. (laughs) No, that's so funny you say that. We did a whole episode on meal subscriptions and food delivery services. So if you want some more insights on like HelloFresh or some of the ones that are located in Hawaii, you can check that out. And that's for all of our listeners too, if you haven't heard that one, Um, but it gives you really detailed insights on our experiences. So probably probably overly detailed, but back to rapid fire. (laughs) What's one thing that you have to do before you start your day? Offer gratitude. Oh, that's so amazing. I feel like I've tried to have a gratitude practice for 75 years and I just like, <laughs> have to keep trying, keep it, keep trying, but you I'll know, get it yeah. one day. It, I heard somebody, um, you know, say super simply is like, just when you wake up, just say thank you and just like, you know, offer some thanks or like, you know, as you're walking your first steps of the day, like say thank you, thank you. And that's something I've just has been easier to stick to. <laughs> that's great advice. Cause that's really, yeah, simple. that's really simple. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I just started using this app called reflectly and it has some great, like simple prompts and you get to decide how much you want to enter. And that's been really nice for like when I'm on my walks in the morning, or if I have a little bit of downtime, I use that, but I actually like yours better. Oh, that's, <laughs> so, I'll have to check that out. No, it's really good. It has some really great things that it shares. So um, anyways, how do you practice self-care? 
through working out, um, surfing, and, you know, just having alone time to myself, sometimes just taking a walk. <laughs> oh, very nice. So That's cool. You're a surfer. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. I don't get to do it as much as I used to, but my favorite thing. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. That's awesome. All yeah. right. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for being our guest on the Outright Effects. Can you let our listeners know the best places to find you? Yeah, definitely on Instagram. I'm super active on there. I answer all of the DMs. Um, and our handle is Yire underscore. So Y-I-R-E-H underscore. And also on our website, shopyra.com, if you wanted to take a look at any of our creations. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with us today. I really loved our conversation. It was so inspiring. And I loved hearing a little bit more about your business and all of the great things that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show. And I look forward to listening to all of your other episodes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of The Outright Effect. You can find us at theoutrighteffect.com. Follow us on our social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at The Outright Effect. You can also reach out by emailing us at theoutrighteffect at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.